Good evening, good evening, Hampton Roads, Tidewater, 757 to 7 Cities. Good evening, and welcome to tonight's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You're listening to us on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. We've come together once again to break down, discuss, and offer you insight into the dynamics of your relationships. Those relationships may be marriage or family. We're going to explore and examine them, what makes them tick. Here on Marriage and Family Clinic, we look at the many facets of your relationships within the marriage and the family with the purpose of helping you repair, enhance, grow, and perfect those relationships. Well, once again, I'm coming to you tonight all the way from Okinawa, Japan. Uh, we just closed out our annual workers meeting for our Church of God in Christ Japan jurisdiction. And, and I'm so blessed to have served in ministry in Japan for a little bit more than 30 years now. Uh, it's been tremendously blessed and tremendously gratifying experience. Uh, I wouldn't change it for a world. And I can tell you that if you ever get a chance to visit Japan, I want to give you my very strongest encouragement to make your way here. Come for vacation, come for ministry, just come to Japan. You can have one of the most enjoyable and culturally enlightening experiences you could ever imagine having anywhere in the world. And uh, if you did think about coming, actually, this summer would be a good time to visit us. We'll be convening our Japan Church of God in Christ jurisdiction's 50th 50th annual holy convocation yep that's right our 50th holy convocation so i'm asking you to pray for this once in a lifetime event and again please feel free to come you would not forget your visit to japan and if you actually feel like it you can send us a donation to help us out in this event contact me and i can walk you through that um, let's get going for tonight. This series again that I'm conducting, uh, this multi-week series on men and their issues, it's based on the premise that getting men together will result in getting our families together and ultimately our society together. And just about the most important thing about getting the man together is to get his thinking together. So in this series, we're looking at the way men think and how what they think impacts and drives and actually determines the outcome of their living. And while looking at the way they think, we'll be looking at several areas in which they think and, and, and again, how thinking drives and determines the outcome of the man's living. This week, we're still dealing with men and their issues. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, we've talked about men and their relationship with God. We talked about men and their idea about sin. And, uh, and those two weeks were dedicated to the premise that, uh, the man, he may have experiences in his life that deeply impact his heart, his mind, his soul in negative ways. And men need truths to build their lives on. And certain truths become the building blocks of their lives. The life men build on, uh, uh, the life that men build on these truths or these building blocks, uh, help them to reach up to their God given purpose in life. Unfortunately, some of men's negative experiences make holes 
in their lives. And those holes oftentimes get filled with lies. Too many men live by lies. And these lies act like weak blocks. We build our, our lives on truths. And those are strong blocks. But lies act like weak blocks. And at some point in a man's life, that weak block, a lie, is going to give way and it's going to collapse. And the more weak blocks we build on, the more weak blocks collapse, the weaker a man's life becomes. And, and I want you to get that. I, I want a good way of illustrating this. We, we, the principles we live by, those are either truth or lies. If those principles are based on truth, then we build strong lives that can stand storms. If those principles are based on lies, then we build weak lives. We, those principles act as blocks and weak blocks and, and sooner or later they collapse. And the more those principles collapse, the more those weak blocks collapse, the weaker a man's life becomes. And when enough of the weak blocks collapse, the man's life falls apart. Here on Marriage and Family Clinic, the purpose of this series on men and their issues is to shore up those weak places in his life. Even replace some of those weak blocks. We want to replace those lives with some stronger blocks of truth. Replace the lives with truth so that the man can rebuild his life. He can shore up his life. And in rebuilding and shoring up his life, he in turn rebuilds and shores up his family. In rebuilding and shoring up his life, he in turn rebuilds and shores up his community. And that's why I believe that in the Bible, on that occasion, when Jesus was going to feed those 5,000 men, not including women and children, the first thing he said was, make the men sit down. In other words, Jesus was saying, if I get all of these men in their proper places, in their proper positions, then their families are going to follow. Their wives will follow. Their children will follow. It will all come together. Now, as I said earlier already, we've dealt with the weak blocks called lies that men believe. believe about their relationship with God. We've dealt with the weak blocks, the lies that men believe about sin. And the importance of those two blocks is that if a man will reshape and restructure and rebuild his life, however you want to term that, it all begins with correcting his relationship with God. Now, tonight I want to deal with the building block of marriage and family. What does he build his uh, uh, marriage and family on? Is it a lie or is it true? And the problem that so many men have in marriage and family begins with a man's concept of a woman's purpose in his life. I said, if our problems as men, when it comes to marriage and family, our problems begin with our concept of a woman's purpose in our lives. If the concept of a woman's person or place in his life if the concept of a woman's purpose or place in his life is accurately perceived, then he understands that both the man and the woman are to love each other. Both the man and the woman are to serve each other. Both are to submit to each other. Both are to support each other. 
And I could go on with this list, but what I'm saying is that when the man has the right concept of a woman's place in his life, the outcome is a fulfilling, rewarding, secure relationship. On the other hand, if a man's concept of a woman's purpose and place in his life is based on an untruth or if it's based on a lie, then he's probably going to experience the opposite of what I just described a moment ago. If a man's concept of a purpose of a woman's purpose and place in his life is based on a lie, then he's probably not going to have a fulfilling relationship. And instead of fulfilling, instead of rewarding, instead of a secure relationship, the couple is likely to experience an empty, draining, burdensome, taxing, unsecure relationship filled with conflict. Let me see if I can break that down a little bit more. For example, if a man's concept of a woman's purpose in his life is that she's there to make him happy, that's a lie that would take a heavy toll on the relationship and cause a drain on the couple's emotional storehouse. A man who conceives a woman's purpose in his life is to make him happy is a man who is setting himself and his wife up for pain, for suffering, for emptiness, and ultimately for, fa for failure. You are setting yourself up for failure if you believe the lie that a woman is in your life to make you happy. If you're looking for a woman to make you happy, you're barking up the wrong tree. To every man, I say this. If you're going to be happy, you have to take responsibility for your own happiness. Nobody was placed on the earth to serve you in such a manner. Nobody was put on God's green earth to make sure that you're happy. That's nobody's purpose to make sure you're happy. You just can't have such an expectation of anyone. To say that someone else is responsible to make me happy is to abdicate your responsibility for your own welfare. Frankly speaking, it's a pretty selfish thought process to think that you're so important that God would actually create a woman and place her here for the purpose of making you happy. Why would you even want to give that much power to someone else? Why would you even think that that's a winning situation? To place your happiness in someone else's hands. If you sit back and seriously think about that idea, you would probably conclude that it's pretty ludicrous. You have to take responsibility for your own happiness. Now, when I say take responsibility for your own happiness, that's not some caveat to say that it's okay for you to use your time and your resources in a manner that pleases nobody else but you. It's not okay for you to use your time and your resources and fail to consider the needs of your wife and your family. When I say take responsibility for your own happiness, I'm not saying it's okay for you to spend unchecked time out with your friends or working out in the gym or, or, or without having to account for your time with your wife and your family, simply because that's what makes you happy.
That's not what I'm saying. When I say take responsibility for your own happiness, I'm not saying that it's okay for a grown man to spend hours playing video games while neglecting to spend quality time with his wife and children. That's not it. Now, I'm not speaking against these leisure fun activities, but realize that that's just what they are. They're not absolutely essential. They're not absolutely necessary. They're leisure and they're fun. I'm not saying there's no worth in these activities. There's a lot of worth in working out. We need healthy bodies and exercise helps us get there. There's a lot of value in relationships with friends. And sooner or later, I'm going to talk about the value of friends in a man's life. And some leisure activities may very well serve to help us release stress. What I'm saying is that you have to be mature enough to check the amount of time that you devote to these things and understand that if you neglect quality time with your wife and your children, or if you neglect de devoting yourself to meeting their emotional needs as well as their physical needs, if you do that under the guise of making yourself happy, you're missing the meaning of manhood and you're being a selfish person just downright selfish. That's just the bottom line too. Your family, your wife, your children, they deserve quality time with you. And that is a tacit understanding of being married and being a parent. This is what's required to be a man in a family. Contrary to a lot of men's belief, you will have to grow up. Well, I guess you don't have to grow up since we see so many older men still trying to womanize the same way they did in their 20s. I guess you don't have to grow up since we see so many men just up and leave their families for another family, up and leave their wives for another woman. I guess you don't have to grow up. You may not have to grow up, but you sure ought to grow up and growing up means turning your back on lies you've been living that have caused you to run into defeat, conflict, and run into a wall and begin living by truth. Wherever you are, turn your back on the lies and begin living by truth. How do you know you're living a lie and you need to grow up? Well, immediately I think of a man who divorces a woman but won't let her have peace and won't let her ha have an enjoyable time in another relationship with another man. He doesn't want her, so he divorces her, but then he doesn't want her to be with anyone else. Man, that is such childish behavior. I don't care if you're 30, 40, 50, 60, or 70. If that's the way you think and behave, that is such childish behavior. Children throw things away, pretending not to want them, but then don't want anybody else to have them. That is childish behavior. It's time to grow up. If you divorced the woman for whatever reason you did, accept the fact that you let her go. Now let her go. Grow up. And you really, 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 really need to grow up. If you think it's ever okay to hit your wife in order to get your point across, if you think it's okay to hit your wife in order to force her to surrender to your will, then you really need to grow up.
I don't quite understand how men can work jobs for supervisors and bosses, bark orders all day long, tell them what to do all day long. And, and, and all these men do is say, OK, and they do it without ever rising up or without striking out at anyone. Yet when they go home, their wives can do the simplest thing and they fly off the handle and actually resort to physical violence. They hit her for the smallest of things. One of the ultimate indicators that a man needs to grow up is that he uses physical force to make a woman do what he wants to do. Time to grow up, man. I don't have time to go into all that this particular issue means right here. Because you're stuck somewhere emotionally, man. If you believe you need to hit a woman, you're stuck somewhere emotionally. It's time to grow up. If your wife cannot trust you, it's time to grow up. I'm like, you know, I, I, I just can't leave that point. Physical violence in your marriage relationship. Physical violence? Something happened to you. Something has broken your soul, man. If you hit your wife, something has broken your soul. And listen, I'm going to be honest with you. We have preachers and deacons who hit their wives. We have Christians who hit their wives, Christian men who hit their wives. I'm telling you, man, something is broken in your soul and you need to get it fixed. Because the violence you perpetrate on your wife. If a son is watching, you're teaching your son, this is how you handle a woman. This is how you handle your relationship. If your daughter is watching, you're teaching her this is what love means. It's not okay to hit your wife. That particular type of behavior should cause you so much mental suffering, should cause you so much uh, emotional conflict, man. Uh, you shouldn't even be able to sleep at night. If you use physical violence, to have your way with your wife, you need to grow up. Man, if your wife can't trust you, it's time to grow up. A man should not be satisfied knowing his wife lives day to day, wondering about him and wondering, will he or won't he take care of his responsibility? It should be a depressing experience for a man who has a wife who does not feel secure in his love and care. That man, if he intends to be a man at all, has to make the strong moves in life that are necessary to demonstrate to his wife and to demonstrate to his family that he is the one that they need. They need you loving them, man. They need you caring for them. They need your leadership. They need your vision. They need your protection. But you cannot be a man waffling to and fro. If your family can't trust you, you are lacking. You are seriously lacking, man.
I'm telling you, something is broken in your soul. And it ought to be a terribly depressing experience. For your wife to lay awake at night wondering what you're going to do the next day. For your wife to walk around worrying daily, on a daily basis. She's worrying about you, waffling in your mind. You know, we have so many men who like to quote scripture. And they'll look a woman in the face and tell her, the Bible says you ought to submit. Man, I'm here to challenge you tonight. I'm here to challenge you tonight. Every man under the sound of my voice. Give your wife something to submit to. And she won't mind submitting. Be a man of honor. Be a man of integrity. Be a man of scruples. Be a hardworking man. Be a devoted, committed man. Be a man who keeps his word. Be a man who secures his family. Be a man who devotes quality time to supporting his wife's and his family's emotional and physiological and psychological needs. Be that man over time. And you will convince your wife and your family that you actually are the man that they need, the man that they desire to have. Time to grow up. Now, I could spend the rest of this evening talking about these examples of men who need to turn from the lies that they've been living and grow up. Just don't have time. Here's the bottom line. Man, if you are experiencing defeats in your family, if you're experiencing defeats in your marriage, if your life is unfulfilling, if your marriage is unfulfilling, if you look in the mirror and realize that you are not who you need to be in your marriage, if you look in the mirror and realize you are not who you want to be in your marriage, who you should be in your marriage, then understand this, man, it's because you are living a lie. The life that you're living in that marriage, in that family is based on a lie. Hence, it cannot work. Marriages and families need men who are rooted in spiritual relationships with God. Marriages and family need men who are committed to the health of the marriage and the family, the welfare of the marriage and the family. Marriage and families need men who are committed and devoted to the maintenance of the family, men who are devoted to the emotional, the physical, the psychological care of their children. Marriages and families need men who understand that they are the primary caretakers of their families and they see themselves doing and being whatever and whomever is required to make it happen for the sake of their marriage and for the sake of their family. Man, you're living a lie and you're lying to yourself. If you believe that money and position and status and a lot of material things make you a man. My dad had a sixth grade education and then married my mother when she already had three children. Yet he worked from before sunup to way after sundown to make it happen for our family. He worked part-time jobs in addition to his full-time job to make it happen for our family. I remember growing up, my dad used to work as a bartender during the holiday season at the country club. And we would stay up until one and two o'clock in the morning till he come to home from the country club. 
because he would bring some food that was left over from the country club. And that was the time of the year that we were able to eat some fine dining. That was the only time we able to we were able to eat some fine food, really nice food. We weren't able to just go out and buy shrimp. We had to wait for that to come at certain times. And one of those times was in who he worked part time bartending at the country club. But he made it happen for our family. He did whatever it was he had to do to make it happen for our family and to provide for us. And that's what made him a man. Not the amount of money he had because he didn't have any. Not the education he had because he didn't have any. Not the status, not the material things. We didn't have many material things. But he did whatever he had to do to make it happen for our family. And that's what made him a man. Man, you're going to have to search your idea of your role in your marriage and your family. And you're going to have to come to the conclusion of the role that you play. Are you in the right role in your marriage and in your family? You've got to search your mind. You've got to search your heart. You have to deal honestly, brutally honestly with yourself to determine whether or not you're serving your role as you should in your marriage and in your family. I'm challenging every man. Examine yourself. And ask yourself and be honest with yourself. Be honest with your answer. Ask yourself whether or not your wife and your children will call you a man. Look in the mirror and ask yourself, what is it about you that makes you a man? Do you think you are a man because you have a job that makes a lot of money? Do you think that you are a man because you live in a fine house or drive a nice car? Do you think that you are less of a man because you don't have a lot of money or a fine house? Do you think that you are less of the man because your particular area of employment is menial? How do you really judge manhood? Examine yourself. And your thoughts about your role in your marriage and your family. And here's the beauty of it all. Here's the beauty of it all. No matter what you've done in the past. No matter where you've been in the past. No matter who or what you have been in the past. You are here right now. And I'm guaranteeing you, you can get freed up from living in lies. You can turn things around. And you can become the man who makes it happen for your wife and your family. Look around your life. There are some men somewhere in your life who are making it happen for their families. There are some men whom you respect their manhood. There are some men that you know of whose family trusts them to be the man of the family. And the man is not determined by how many things he possesses. How much money he has. Manhood is determined by how he loves and cares for his family. You know some men like that. If you need help in your manhood. If you need help in your marriage and your family. Get with some of these men. Get with a man like this. Let him mentor you. Let him help you. Discuss it. 
you can turn it around. You can become a man of honor, a man of integrity, a man of commitment, a man of devotion. It is so awesome to have a wife and children who are proud of you, who speak well of you, who honor you, who gladly and willingly follow you. Man, it's such a fulfilling experience. And that can be you. But not if you're stuck in childhood and refuse to grow up. Not if you're stuck in immature behavior. Not if you believe your wife is in your life to make you happy. Not if you believe the purpose of your wife is to hit her and boss her around. Man, it's time to grow up. It's time to man up. It's time to turn some things around, get some things straight. It's just time. Don't make your wife beg you to grow up. Should be embarrassing for us to have wives who have to encourage us or nag us to grow up. Be a man. Be the man that your wife and your family need. Check out your values your principles as they pertain to marriage and family. If you got your principles and your values pertaining to marriage and family from your aunt, from your uncle, from the other men at the barbershop, if they're not based in truth, if they're based in lies, you're going to have to get it corrected. The beauty of it all is no matter where you are now, here you are and you have a chance to get it right. Hey, listen, I'm out of time here. It's been good being with you on this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. I've got to get out of here, but we hope something's been said to encourage you. Let me know what you think and feel about it. Email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. And if you want to hear this or any other episodes that we've broadcast, you can find us on the internet at iTunes and look up the CD Hodges' podcast, CD Hodges' podcast, or go to that uh, uh, purple podcast device or purple podcast icon on your smart device click that thing and search cd hodges's podcast you'll come up with us there so glad to be with you we'll see you the same time next week here on wgpl 1350 on your am dial hey remember you can't have peace without surrendering your life to the prince of peace god bless you we're out